acts of the apostles. Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar. I found among them an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grow for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deities like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
a reading from the first letter of Peter. Now, who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated. But in your hearts, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, so that when you are on the line, those who will abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous or the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which is prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. It takes a long time to truly know someone. You spend time together talk with each other, do or endure things together, laugh and cry with each other, disagree with each other, confess to each other. Time goes by and you realize, I know you well. How do we come to know God? Does it take a long time to get to know God? I think it takes a lifetime to get to know God. Who among us doesn't want to know God? Because the more we know God, the more we'll love God. The readings this morning offer a way to know God. They each hold up a facet of God, and if you put these facets together, they look a lot like the doctrine of the Trinity. Now I know I'm rushing things here, because Trinity Sunday is actually three weeks from now. But we get a glimpse of the Trinity in the readings today. Sometimes we think of doctrine as a rusty old lock in which we have to fit the keys of our experience of God. And if our keys don't open the lock, we're out of luck. But I think doctrine is more like a flashlight which we can shine on faces and things that may be hard to see. And so it is with the doctrine of the Trinity. The Trinity, 
our Christian understanding of God as the Creator, as Christ, and as the Holy Spirit is meant to shine light on the mystery of God and help us to know God better. God the Creator is the first facet of the Trinity. And in our first reading, we hear St. Paul speak of the God who made the world and everything in it. God didn't need to create the universe, the earth, plants and animals, men and women. But God wanted to. God made the whole world and everything in it for one reason. So that God would have more to love. Remember that in Genesis, after each day of creation, God looked at what he created and saw that it was good. God loved what he created, and God loves what he is still creating, which is you and me. So if we understand not just that God created us, but why God created us, to love us, then we know something very important about God. Jesus Christ is the second facet of God that our readings hold up to us today. In the second reading we hear that Christ also suffered for sins. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. A beautiful yet mysterious part of our faith is that God became one of us in the person of Jesus Christ. God accepted all the possibilities and limitations of a human body, mind, and heart so that God would know inside and out what it's like to be you and me. So God in Christ knows us better than we know ourselves. But Christ also helps us to know God. If you've never read one of the Gospels through in one setting, set aside an hour to do that. See what kind of a person Jesus seems to you. Who does he talk to? What does he say? What does he do? Earlier in chapter 14 of John's Gospel, Jesus says, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. If we look at Jesus, we see that his words and deeds shine a very bright light onto God. The more we know Jesus, the more we know God. The Holy Spirit is the third facet of the Trinity. In the Gospel reading, we hear Jesus speak of the Spirit of Truth, and he says, you know the Spirit because he abides with you. But Jesus said we know the Spirit, we can't see the Spirit. So in some sense, the Spirit seems the most elusive person of the Trinity. But what is spirit also cannot be contained, and therein lies its power. The Holy Spirit of God is swift and subtle, weaving in 
in and out of our souls, giving us gifts so we can do what God needs done in the world. The Spirit does not hesitate to suggest to us a godly response to any situation. The Spirit gives wings to our prayers and delivers their grace to those for whom we pray. The Holy Spirit is God in action, and whenever we become aware of being moved by the Spirit, as the saying goes, we know something more of God and God's ways. Van Gogh once said, The best way to know God is to love many things. I hope all the people and places and things that you love help you know God. And I hope that today and every day you know that God made you, knows you, works in and through you, and loves you. We believe in one God, the Father and the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the Son of God, the Father, God of God, God of God, light of light, through God and through God, God of God being, of one being with the Father, who created all things for me, for us and 
Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we give thanks and pray for the diocese in Nigeria, for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, and for reconciliation in the worldwide Anglican community. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we give thanks and pray for the ministries of Trinity Church Evil, Grace Church Lawrence, Esperanza Academy Lawrence, and lectors, worship leaders, Eucharistic ministers, and visitors. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve I ask your prayers for Michael, our presiding bishop, Alan and Gail, our bishops, Sarah and Becky, our priests, and Maureen and Judy, our priests' associate. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. I ask your prayers for Donald, our president, and Charlie, our governor. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray especially today for Holly, Cheryl, and Ryan, Chow family, Jeanette, the Martin family, David Kane. Gary, Joanne, Larry, Robin, Pat, Yui, Andrew, Jason, Tom, Jackie, Amy, Roy, Judy, TJ, Catherine, Richard, Susie and Ellie, Don, Jim, Stephen, Martha, Robert, Kathy, Arlene, Logan, Aviva, Sarah, Janice, Eden. Ava, Susan, Arlie, Alice, Joan, Franklin, Peter, Kirsty, Eric, Gail, Wynn, Harry, Aliona, Wynn and Jenny, Edie, those without jobs, those serving the military, all who work for peace, and all those suffering as they flee war toward others. Are there others? Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. We pray for all who have died, especially Emily Higgins, Mother Betsy Higgins. Are there others? Give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Let us join together in praying the prayer for our parish as found in your bulletin. Gracious God, we pray that your Holy Spirit provide the Trinity Church in this time of change and transition. During this interim time, open our hearts and Let us pray for our own. 
O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you from God. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever.
blessing the Bibles up front. But then we're asking all of you to come back to your classroom at the end of the service, and you will get to pick. There's two different types of Bible, versions of the Bible. They're all, I should say, they're all NRSVs, but there's one that's adult version, and there's one that's um, very virtually friendly, and you can choose between the two. And that's why we give you a book plate, because that way you can choose which one you need. Speaks to you. Does that make sense? All right. So I can't read off the names, and Linda will be presenting the books. There's Charlie Cook, Elizabeth Cook. If you can stay afterwards, just stay here. Hallie Hannon, Ansley Hornblower.
the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. At your command, all things came to be the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth. Our island home. From the primal elements you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again, you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore, we praise you. Joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope, to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me.
remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving. Lord God of our ancestors, God of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in
Thank you. 